Hello and welcome to the Harvard EdCast, a series of conversations with thought leaders in the field of education from across the country and around the world. I'm your host, Matt Weber, and today we're here with someone who truly needs no introduction around these parts here at the Ed School. She's a tireless luminary in the field of higher ed, an academic and administrator with a passion for improving the lives of learners at any age. She used to be the Dean McCartney here at Harvard, now taking on the duties as President McCartney at Smith College. Yet to so many, she'll humbly just ask you to call her Kathy. Welcome back. Welcome home, Kathleen McCartney. Thanks, Matt. It's wonderful to be back. So, Kathy, this is a sort of homecoming back to the HGC campus. It's somewhat twofold. Uh, you're a panelist in tonight's Ask With Forum, and you've also co-edited a book that's out as well called Improving the Odds for America's Children, Future Directions in Policy and Practice. And they're both tied in with being the 40th anniversary of the Children's Defense Fund. And Kathy, I'm curious, take us back to that first touch point you had with the Children's Defense Fund and why this anniversary in 40 years is so special to you. Well, I remember the day, actually, that Marion Wright Edelman's office called uh, to request a meeting with me. She was going to be on campus, and I was so excited. She's really been a hero to me. Um, and that was probably three or four years ago. So one of the things I ended up doing to support Children's Defense Fund was um, uh, organizing a day for her so that she could meet with some of our outstanding doctoral students and faculty working in the area of early childhood. And uh, a wonderful relationship has developed between the Ed School and the Children's Defense Fund. Um, as you may know, students in the EDLD program under Deborah Jewell Sherman's leadership have worked on uh, projects and strategic planning for the Children's Defense Fund. Um, and in the course of getting to know Marion, I learned uh, the role that the Harvard Ed Review had played in the formation of the Children's Defense Fund. And Mary and I started bashing about the idea of doing a book in honor of the 40th anniversary of CDF. So that's what this edited book is about. And here it is today. And, and the book, it's, it's really fascinating. I'm curious if you can walk us through the myriad of chapters that are represented and how this book was a sort of real team effort. I know chapters are from uh, practitioners and researchers across the field of education, and it's co-edited by a terrific trio from the, from the Harvard Ed Dean's office from last year. Well, Hiro Yoshikawa was the first person that I recruited um, as a tenured faculty member when I was dean. And as you may know, he served as my academic dean, I think, the last three years that we were both here. Uh, Lori Forcier is a force, and I, I knew that she would have a lot to contribute to this project, too. So the three of us decided to, to take this on. Um, with respect to how we organized the book, early on we had this idea that for each topic we selected, that we would have um, a research chapter as well as a policy practice chapter. And that probably won't surprise you. After all, we like to talk about working at the nexus of practice policy and research at the Ed School. So um, that's what we did. And we identified, I think it was seven areas that are of interest to CDF as well as to people like me who are interested in early childhood development. So the, we started at the beginning with prenatal health and development and then early childhood care and development, school reform, the achievement gap, vulnerable children, juvenile justice, and we ended with child poverty. In some ways, for me, that's the most important section because all of this work really involves interventions um, for, ch for low-income children. 
And it must have been great to flex your sort of early childhood muscles uh, writing a chapter in the book with Hero. Uh, curious, Kathy, who benefits most from reading this book? Is it for policymakers, teachers? And what's the sort of actionable goal you hope people do once they finish the book? They finish it, they shut it. Uh, what can they do from this information that they've gathered? What do you hope? Well, you know, I think one of the things that the Children's Defense Fund has been so great at is really building coalitions of uh, like-minded people to work on these kinds of problems. So I would hope that um, that we can use this book as a way to really galvanize not only practitioners and policymakers, but also um, parents and researchers, teachers, religious leaders, um, all stakeholders who have an interest in young children. I think that sort of manifests itself tonight in the Asquith Forum, where everyone is literally coming together to discuss this book, and it's uh, also being streamed live across the world, which should be pretty fascinating. That's wonderful. So, Kathy, book aside, let's jump back to Kathy, former dean, current president, and tell us a little bit about that transition that occurred this past year for you, going from leading an education-centered graduate school to leading an undergraduate college. Biggest, biggest shifts, and what surprised you the most, Kathy? Um, well, you know, it's funny. I, I thought in many ways that I would be well prepared for this shift because when uh, Harvard's so decentralized, when you run a school, it's like running a small college. But there, but it's, it's a bigger job in many ways. I mean, more faculty, more students, uh, more staff, more alumni, and, um, and a different culture. So probably um, transitioning to a different culture was the biggest adjustment. Uh, the students weren't really there. The students in the School for Social Work were there in July and August, but the, the college students didn't come until September. And once they came on campus, um, uh, the fun really began. Um, they, you know, trick-or-treat at my house and chalk funny things in front of my house and invite me to plays that they've written. Uh, so I think maybe the biggest surprise was uh, just how much fun I would have interacting with the with the undergraduates at Smith. And so much of those interactions, Kathy, biggest shift from my perspective of your change from dean to president is you're tweeting now. I and am. And you get to see so many of these uh, wonderful interactions between you and students and alumni. Yeah. Um, I think you're doing a great job. Tell us a little bit about what you like to tweet about and how people can follow you. Oh, that's so nice of you. Well, I'm at Prez McCartney. Um, you know, I think people here wanted me to tweet and I, I just couldn't see it. And uh, once I got to Smith, um, I think I got a demonstration on the power of tweeting. I think it's an amazing uh, tool to communicate with, again, various stakeholders, especially the students, but alumni too, because alumni can follow me and they, they know what I'm doing. Um, they know how I'm interacting with students and I, I, I think it um, helps them remember how much fun they had when they were on campus. So um, I do my own tweets, in case you're wondering. The students always ask me that, and I do. Um, I try to tweet, um, uh, student events and alumni events for sure, um, but sometimes I tweet uh, articles that are relevant to women's empowerment since that's so much a part of Smith. So an article in the New York Times, for example, on the wage gap or the something like that. And um, sometimes I tweet things just for fun. You may have seen my April Fool's tweet in which I joked that we were going to um, uh, there's a, I live right on Paradise Pond, and I joked that we were going to pave Paradise Pond and put up a parking lot, and we even had a fun graphic to go with it. 
Um, most people weren't fooled, but we did have a few angry people call the president's office, and we were able to say April Fools. <laughs> next, next year, Smith is going co-ed. <laughs> I know. Don't laugh. I almost tweeted that, but I said to my husband, I don't think they would think that was funny. <laughs> no. Maybe some year. Probably not. Kathy, last question, and thanks for taking 10 minutes with us today. You're back in the Dean's Conference Room at the Harvard Ed School, a place where you sat as both a faculty member, an academic dean, a dean. Do the memories just come rushing back? And now that you've been away, uh, have you had a chance to reflect on legacy? Well, I'll let other people think about that. But I have to tell you, it feels like home. It doesn't feel like I've been gone for that long. And um, technically, I have emeritus status. So I get all of the emails. Um, Still take out books from Widener? I think I can. I, I still subscribe to the Gazette, and um, so I really like it when I hear about the good news happening here. I don't think the Ed School could be in better hands than with Jim Ryan. Um, and I think he and I share something in common, which is once we both joined an Ed School, we really felt like we had come home. So it's nice to, it's nice to see him in charge, and I want to do everything I can to support him. Kathy, well, you know, we definitely miss you. And typically, with some guests to the EdCast, we get them a gift. And maybe you've heard of this. And our gift to you today, and what do you get the, the former dean who has every tchotchke the Ed Schools produce? What do you get the dean that you don't have? And today we have a framed print of Lawrence Hall. For those of you who don't know Lawrence Hall, it's the site of the original Ed School. And Lawrence Hall is gone, yet the legacy of the building remains in the work and the people of the education school. And Kathy, this applies to you, gone, but your memory never forgotten, and your legacy remains treasured. That is so kind of you. I will treasure it. I, I know about Lawrence Hall, so thank you so much. Thank you, Kathy. And uh, for those of you who want to buy the book, it's called Improving the Odds for America's Children, Future Directions in Policy and Practice. It's available at the Harvard Ed Publishing Group's website, hepg.org. You've been listening to Kathy McCartney, president of Smith College. Thanks for being on the EdCast. Thank you, Matt. This has been the Harvard EdCast, a production of the Harvard Graduate School of Education. I'm your host, Matt Weber. Thank you kindly for listening. The Harvard Graduate School of Education, working at the nexus of practice, policy, and research.